This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings Week 15, DraftKings Picks and Preview. Going to run through some of our favorite stacks. Mike White is out. The doctors, they will not clear him. So, Zoomer Zach, Zach Wilson, has been ender-cursed back into the starting role for the New York Jets. More on that in a second. Reminder, right now to play in the Listener's League. I believe the Saturday one is full, but there is a Sunday one with around 400 spots left to go. You can go hit the link in the description. No rake, three max entry, $15 to play. Easy stuff. Fantasy Golf World Championship. So fangolfchampionships.com. The giant one and done is open now too. The race for the Mayo Cup, 50 grand for first prize. It's a five max, $125 per spot. Uh, even if you're not interested in golf, it's a super fun contest. You make one pick per week all season long. Most money wins in the end. Super simple and it's super fun flat payouts uh and you get a chance to win 50 grand and i think two of the guys who have won the past two years haven't known anything about golf so it's a great way to go get into it so fangolfchampionships.com the ballots people are still going there's still fifteen hundred dollars to give away although within 30 seconds there's only going to be a thousand dollars to give away me and tambo will give away that thousand dollars on next friday show cold hard cash this week's winner of the five hundred dollars is at Pearson 649. Maybe he's won Lotto 649 in the past. Anyway, you're the winner. Congratulations on your $500 Christmas bonus this year. But who you should really be asking, I, uh, Chris Meany's on the line, by the way, from FTNDaily.com. Um, Jonathan Gordon, we didn't bring this up yet, uh, won the Millionaire Maker last week, viewer of the show. Me- sub at runthesims.com. You can use slash mayo at the end of that and get yourself 10% off. But I don't think I've ever seen anyone win the Millionaire Maker by so many points. Like, he played Jarek, who I think scored, like, 35. If Jarek had scored zero, I still think he would have won. <laughs> Man, that was very, very impressive. I, I saw you – well, I saw him – he tweeted you and, and showed the lineup, and I actually talked about it on Mean Street. So it was just, he had the perfect lineup, I think, of all time. You're right. I mean, the gap between first and second was significant. Uh, just – you know, Trevor Lawrence and, and some of the weapons that he had. I, I forget some of the pieces, but it was a perfect lineup and congrats. And I just want to give a shout out to you and Tambo. I mean, giving away a, a lot at this time of the season is, is is fun for a lot of your viewers and listeners. And he's had a lot of success this season. And it's really nice to see you just kind of give back. So uh, good stuff. You broke the Zach White or Zach Wilson, Mike White news to me before we got on here. I was going to talk up the Jets. Uh, I'm not going to. So good luck this weekend, Cust. I, I did not like it anyway, the Jets stack. I think that's a very low-scoring game, probably even lower-scoring at this point, although I've been known to be wrong about these things in the past. Uh, but if you do want to get into the draw, there's still that $1,000 grand prize out there, again, next Friday. If you hit the link down in the description, you can find all of the ways to get your ballots. But the way to get the most 
ballots in the draw is leave a rating and review by and subscribing, by the way, to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can do it on Spotify as well. Rate it five stars. Send me like a screenshot or something in the Spotify one because you can't actually like list anything in there. And boom, those are the most ballots that you can get. We also have a TikTok page now. Meaning I, I, I'm not big on the old TikToks. Matt Best uh, is heading up this initiative, but he's putting vintage PME clips up there and they're fucking hilarious. I forgot about them. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, uh, I will immediately be following you. I follow like three people, uh, FTN Network, Deanna, and then you will be the third, I guess, uh, that I will follow. I'm not big on the TikTok either, but, uh, you know, everyone's doing it. Kind of have to, uh, you know, take your part and do it as well. But uh, I'm sure Maddie's going to have a couple nice videos there. Uh, you know, the old school videos, what, are you going to have some FNTSY stuff in there? Uh, we, from, we do. Uh, we, back we, in the day. Yeah, we have the one with nice. Jeff chewing out the lady who brought his baby, who brought her baby <laughs> to the, the game. The, like the all time best clip from the show. <laughs> so many good uh, memories in the, in that uh, facility, of course, in the booth and doing some podcasts and things like that. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. That should be good. Yeah, TikTok. Got to do it, man. Uh, unfortunately, I had a TikTok video the other day. Oh, did you? Was just a little it, prop. Little, just a little NFL, NHL props. Trying to have some fun with them. It's it's short and sweet, and that's it. I take a walk in the backyard, freeze my ass off, do a quick little video for the people, and and then that's it. And I don't know if we'll be doing it come January, but we'll see. That might be tough for sure. Uh, YouTube Shorts is going to get their monetization better soon, so I might just double up on both of them and just start uploading them to YouTube sometime in the new year once that actually goes through. So maybe that can help. We'll see how that ends up playing out. Optimals. For week number 15, it's a 10-game main slate. Obviously, we're not talking about Saturday on this show. Uh, Tambo covered that on Fantasy Football Picks and Bets before he took off to New Orleans. By the way, he's competing for $2.5 million this weekend. If you're wondering where Tambo is, he's in New Orleans. So go, Tambo. Tweet your support to Tambo. And also, following Tambo on Twitter gets you two ballots into this draw. So you should probably do that as well, as does subbing to Mayo Media Network on YouTube. But... Justin Herbert is a part of the optimal lineup this week. So it's Herbert, ETN, Latavius Murray, Garrett Wilson, Keenan Allen, Jacoby Myers, Greg Dulcich, Derek Henry in the flex, and the Tennessee Titans D. So the optimal seem to think you should play your quarterback against a defense and play a running back and a receiver against that defense at the same time. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but independently, obviously all these guys are really good plays. But when we look at like the optimal overall running backs, it's Latavius Murray, which I don't like, Meany. I don't like it at all. No. Um, I mean, I know they're going to go to their second string quarterback, and I think it's actually up in the air what they're going to do in Denver. Um, actually, it's Arizona what what they're they're kind of up in the air, the quarterback. But I mean, Latavius just don't feel like this team's going to be able to move the ball all that well. I know Russ hasn't played well, and you just you take Russ out. What this offense is just going to cook? Uh, I, I don't think so. Um, I don't like the call at all, actually. I know he's very, fairly cheap, but there's a couple running backs kind of inside this range, maybe a little bit more expensive as you see on the board, even, you know, Knight or I don't know if go back to McKinnon in a game that they'll just have their way with the, with the Texans. Rashad White, it's a tough spot, but even I would expect maybe more fantasy points from him. Latavius Murray, I think you're really hoping that, you know, he catches a couple passes. Yeah, touchdown. It carries last week. This is this is it. such a touchdown dependent play. This feels like he needs to yeah, score twice. He has but to score. I mean the, the simu like we simulated the slate ten thousand times. It's all because of his price point is the reason that he keeps on coming out. 
because at $5,100, like you can kind of make these cases against everyone else. Like, oh, what if Fournette, you know, ends up with six catches again and outscores Rashad White sure. in that circumstance? Maybe Michael, I mean, Michael Carter played more snaps than Zonovan Knight last week. Not that he did anything. Knight was way better, but there was still a split there, at least with Mike Boone out in Denver. Unless they really incorporate Marlon Mack into things, it's like, wow, he's probably going to touch the ball like 15 to 20 times. He'll get all the goal line work and they're playing Arizona. It's not a, I, I see the recipe and maybe it's just time for me to believe the simulations. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, the price is nice. And, you know, Boone is out, but Marlon Mack could get a few more touches. Uh, you know, he had three carries last week for 15 yards. It's just, I, when I picture this game, I feel like it's a 13-10 game. I, I don't know if there's a lot of touchdowns scored in this game. I think the total's 36 and a half, and I actually feel pretty comfortable uh, taking the under. I don't think we'll see a lot of offense. If I'm projecting White or if I'm projecting Latavius, and if I can trust Nathaniel Hackett, which we can't do, we can't trust. We, we don't know if this guy's just going to give him a full workload, but if we can... 15 plus carries on the ground, maybe a couple catches. If he can rack up 60 yards, even maybe then he can return value if he doesn't find the end zone. But I, again, I don't expect a lot of offense in this game. I suppose if you are stacking up at, you know, the top with the, you know, the Philly stack, which we'll, we'll get into, or maybe potentially, um, you know, Mike Williams and company with uh, up against the Titans in that secondary, you'll have to probably spend down at one of those running back positions. And I think this is a way to do it, but yeah, I mean, you could trust it. Projections could be there, but I wouldn't be shocked, Pat, if, if we did see a little bit of Marlon Mack, maybe we only saw the couple catches from him last week because they were down so big and Arizona won't be up at any point. I don't think by three scores in this game, but yeah. I'm, I'm not crazy about it. The, the projection has him at 15 carries for 70 yards, half a touchdown three catches for 24 yards that puts him as the sixth overall scoring running back I don't know yeah. if I necessarily buy into that because that's giving him a lot of weight over Marlon Mack in the circumstance but if it is a close game I, I can actually see that working out so the top five right now as we speak on Friday before we know all of the concrete injury news obviously run the slash mail for that discount will get itself updated once the injuries become official and we can actually project that out a little bit it's Latavius Etienne Derek Henry Austin Eckler Alvin Kamara are the top five in terms of optimal rate. I think Alvin Kamara is a pretty interesting one here against Atlanta, that he has just screwed everyone so badly. over. He had, what, the, the two or three touchdown game, and he's been horrible ever since then. But now he gets Atlanta. It's like, all right, okay, maybe, maybe we got something coming back here. I can't tell if he's going to be popular or not, because I don't know if I want a part of popular Kamara. No, I don't think you do. <laughs> I feel like people are off of Kamara. I don't know. I'm, and this is the time of the year, you know, you probably get a little bit of an uptick on some of your videos and people wanted to get into your contest because their season-long leagues are dead. And they had Kamara, right? They had Kamara and a lot of their season-long leagues and they didn't make the playoffs. And they're going to come over and play Alvin Kamara in their first time, maybe sprinkling some money on DFS. I don't think so. But I'm actually interested in him. I mean, he's fairly cheap. And to your point, I mean, he's done really nothing. It, mostly on the ground, you know, his... He's, he's not the same type of back in the first four years when he entered the league. It was 80-plus catches, and you just knew that a lot of his value came through the air, and you were hoping he could find a touchdown or two. Uh, the biggest difference between Alvin Kamara this year and in years past is the groundwork. I mean, 12, 7, 12, 8, 9 carries, and not efficient with these carries either. 2.2 yards per pop on 12 carries, 26 yards, 13 yards, 42, 26, 30. He's just not doing anything on the ground, and then you have the fear of Taysom Hill stealing a couple, you know, red zone touches, which he's done so far this season. So I, all of that kind of sprinkled in coming off the bye. 
a matchup against the Falcons against a rookie quarterback. The defense for New Orleans playing a little bit better lately, starting to get some healthy bodies back. I like the Saints here to to win this game. So I am pretty interested in Alvin Kamara, and I like the price. I don't know. Uh, we're not projecting him to be pretty chalky over at FTN either. So I'm kind of interested, man. Uh, he needs to find the end zone, though. He really does. Which is the hardest part because you do have – like. I know that Taysom Hill hasn't really been doing it. Mark Ingram, that awful Mark Ingram, unfortunately for him, was placed on injured reserve. So he's going to he's be down. out. But if you just bring in Taysom Hill at the three-yard line, he runs it in. It's like, oh, great. There goes all my upside with Alvin Kamara. But it is a fantastic matchup. Do you think Ramondre ends up playing? Because I don't think that he's going to go. I don't think he's going to go either. Today's a big day for him. Uh, wasn't spotted at practice the past couple of days. It sounds like Harris is good to go and he is going to play. Uh, so I, I wouldn't imagine that Ramondre is going to play. And it's not a bad spot against the Raiders. If we can just, I know the pa Patriots backfield is always a, a bit messy, but it has been Ramondre lately. If he isn't active and Harris is, is good to go, I, I would say he's going to get a full workload. I would say 15 plus carries for him. A lot of the red zone work, no catches, out of the backfield, um, if the Raiders do push the pace, then maybe we do see, you know, a couple other different running backs catching passes, not so much him. Um, what is what is his price? I actually didn't look at he, he Yeah, he's so here's, five eight. here. Yeah, he's five eight. So here's the interesting thing. If Ramondre doesn't go. Yeah. So limited practices on Wednesday and Thursday for Damian Harris, which means that he's probably going to play. Now, if he doesn't play, Kevin Harris and Lucky Pierre Strong are both the minimum. Four thousand yeah. dollars. So even if it is Harris, do we think that Strong is the pass catcher? Yes. Yeah, that's how I view. That's how I view Strong. That's how I viewed him. Um, looking at some of his tape heading into the draft is like the quote unquote James White replacement. I mean, two targets for him last week. Uh, had the touchdown. Even chipped in, of course, on the ground with the five carries for seventy yards. Most of that came on one run. And he had a 44-yard uh, run, but he is pretty explosive with the ball in his hand. So he kind of showed you that. Uh, I would expect him to get some play, um, you know, third down, second down, potentially. Maybe White, maybe Harris suffers a bit of a setback. You don't know. Things like that could could happen in, the, in that game. He hasn't played in quite some time. And the last time we saw him, he tried to power through an injury, and he left halfway through the game. And then he's missed the past couple of weeks. So I think Harris is the at, at 4K, to your point, at the minimum. He probably catches three or four passes. We actually have him for 2.2 grabs. P Pierre, no, P not even knowing. You mean Pierre yeah, Strong? Yeah, Pierre, yeah. <laughs> Pierre Strong, sorry. Yeah, not Harris. Pierre Strong. And not even officially knowing if Ramondre or Harris is good to go in this game. So he's very interesting as like a punt flex kind of play. Yeah, especially if you can think that if you do – I know it's a one-point game right now in terms of the spread, but if you do think that the Raiders push yeah. the pace and they do need a pass catcher or, yeah, maybe they do give the full-time workload on the ground to Damian Harris and what we're looking at is like a 60-40 share, at least the 40% share if it goes to strong, not Kevin Harris. We're looking at maybe – I mean, Ramondre had three targets in that game before he got hurt. Strong ended up with two. They scored the defensive touchdowns. They didn't need the full complement and snaps on offense. And then he ended up breaking the big one. But if you just look at what he did in the receiving game, if it's close and they have to pass, like he could just backdoor his way into like four or five catches here at 4,000 bucks, which look, it's not optimal, but if you can find the end zone, you're basically, you're probably not going to get the Jarek game from last week, but that's sort of the template that you're looking for from a player like this. The problem is he might score zero points. <laughs> yeah, it's it's possible he may score zero, but it's been really hard to watch the Patriots offense this season. 
And last week I noticed just a bunch of checkdowns and screen passes. And what we've seen this season with Vermondre, I mean, he's led the Patriots in catches four times this season. It was two times in a row before he suffered that injury last week. It, this is just their offense. And if there's no Devontae Parker and Jacoby Myers can't suit up, what are we really looking at? A couple deep shots, Nelson Aguilar in a fun revenge game against his former team. Maybe a couple shots in the middle of the field to Hunter Henry. Other than that, it's handoff, 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 or maybe a couple catches. So I like the call. I like the comparison, too, to, to Jarek McKinnon. He wasn't really on my radar. I was just more sour that Ramondre wasn't going to play because I seem to play that guy every single week on DraftKings because of all those catches and all those dump-offs. And this is a, is a good spot against the Raiders. They're among the leaders in terms of completion percentage against, you know, for quarterbacks. I'm not saying to stack Mac Jones with all these guys, but it's just a one-off play. Just like, you know, as you said off the top, the guy who won, listening to you, he didn't have any other Chiefs. So Jarek McKinnon. And that was a late swap, weirdly enough, because I, I think Good that he, I think there was someone with Lawrence who was ahead of him. And I forget what his stack was. I think he had Travis Homer and DJ Moore, Donta Foreman or something like that in the Seattle Carolina game. And he swapped off for Jerry Judy and Jarek McKinnon, who scored a combined oh, 70 points. <laughs> It's the best swap of all time. Are you kidding me? A hat trick from Judy and then Jerick McKinnon goes off. I mean, talk about uh, making the right call. I'm the other way. I see. I would take those two out of my lineup to put in two losers and then I'd be crying at the end of the day. So good on your viewer there. That's awesome. Yeah. So the, the other one who projects out really well, especially in points per dollar, is Isaiah Pacheco at $5,900. Obviously, he's yeah. not going to catch the ball, but they're 14 point favorites against the Texans. I think people might be a little bit enamored with Jerick, although people are much sharper these days anyway but 5900 is a pretty good price like especially and like etn is going to be super popular i think at six thousand dollars i don't know how much i like that i like i would like him if he was three percent owned i don't know if i like him so much if he's 10 to 20 percent owned but pacheco just kind of slides in nicely i i'm having i think by the base of this discussion you can see that i'm having real problems at running back this week because it's so hard to afford the top guys it is. And honestly, I don't think I love a lot of the top guys. I mean, you could always throw in Eckler, of course. We know his value is really through the air. And most teams don't even want to run on the Titans. I mean, we saw the Eagles a couple weeks ago. Man, I really wish I pushed Philly the last time I did the show with you <laughs> against the Titans. They didn't even try to run the football. They just chucked all over them. And then we saw last week uh, the success that Trevor Lawrence had against this team. So it's not like... Eckler's a guy that you really can project for 10 to 12 carries with confidence. And I don't know if he's if he's going to get that kind of workload on the ground. So I, I know Mike Williams is back, too. He could be pretty sneaky, actually, because I think most people will probably want to play Williams and Keenan with with, um, you know, Jeff's boy at quarterback. But at the same time, Eckler will catch some passes from Herbert. Don't really love Jacobs. You know, something about the this Pat's defense is pretty good. And, you know, Henry's in a smash spot. And then Jake and then Mixon, I don't really like either um, against Tampa Bay at 7-2. You're seeing P. Ryan get sprinkled in still. Uh, you know, he's involved, whether it's on third down. I've seen a couple red zone. I saw it last week. I mean, he scored a touchdown, right? He was involved inside the red zone, even with Mixon healthy. So a lot of those backs up at the top, I don't really love. Points per dollar, we have Pacheco as the the fifth best. You know, um, Knight, Montgomery, Etienne, and Alvin Kamara up at the top. Really, I, I, people are smart. I, I, I have, not just going to go to McKinnon. I don't I, think I, I have Latavius as the highest points per dollar running back right now. It's Latavius, Etienne, Henry, Kamara, Pacheco, uh, then James Conner at six. Just sixty nine hundred is a lot to pay for James Conner. Although he's been excellent, but uh, that that's a tough scene. He's, this, 
this $5,000 range is really going to sort itself out this week because you have like DeAndre Swift is popping up in projections. I have no faith in DeAndre Swift to to touch the ball more than six times in a game at this point. So it's like Latavius, ETN. I mentioned Damian Harris if Ramondre is out, Pacheco. Like these are the types of guys that, you know, Donta Foreman, Najee Harris, Rashad White, like you had mentioned earlier, Zano Van Knight, these type of players. You also have like, what do you expect from the Texans backfield? Like, would you like? Would you want to play like oh, Do- Dare or Sex Rex Burkhead? <laughs> like Burkhead's forty six hundred dollars. I know one of these guys, and this time last season, Burkhead went off. We had a fun little combo. It was more of a season long combo in our FTN Slack. I brought I brought this up. Like, which Texan back is is better suited to get? I only said seven points in a PPR <laughs> league. Like, I I started pretty low here. And then Ratcliffe shot me down right away. And he's like, listen, if you're relying on one of these Houston Texans backs to have a good day, you're screwed anyways. I was like, listen, man, like I may not be screwed. Maybe we're talking (laughs) DFS here. Like I could have a good balance of my team and one of these guys could get a five points and I could be just fine. This time last year, we saw Rex Burkhead in this role in Houston. I think it was maybe week 16 and he popped off. He had a fantastic uh, show and he had a lot of the work. But what I noticed last week was was Dare was getting more run and he kind of seemed like he was trending up as like the backup to Pierce. He was getting some first and second down opportunities. He he definitely had played more snaps last week and he ran more routes. Uh, I, I kind of have a lean to him, although a lot of the projections that I see and look around and, and I hear people are, are talking about Rex and, and talking about Burkhead is you know, the veteran back and the guy maybe to catch more passes because, you know, they're double digit dogs here against Kansas City. I, I kind of lean Dare. I, I feel like he is he's gonna get the the first and second down opportunities. I'm not willing to say that he's he's not gonna get any catches out of the backfield because he's got four grabs over his past couple of games too. Uh and that is with Pierce there. I think he's got a little bit more giddy up in his step than Rex Burkett at this point of his career. So I lean that way. But one of those two guys could be a difference maker because they could catch five or six passes this week, Pat, against Kansas City. See, I agree. And they're both sort of receiving backs. I actually think that Burkhead will be the one doing the first and second down work okay. in this circumstance. And then, like, his Dari has been used as the third down back and in the two-minute drill when Pierce has been active. So I don't know if that means they just think that he's a better pass catcher than Burkhead, who we know is, like, an all-right pass catcher. And they just rely yeah. on Pierce on the ground to go over and over. And, like, I could just see them feeding Rex Burkhead. And I don't know, just, that game just confuses me to no one. Because they're going to play, like, two quarterbacks. Driscoll's going to run the ball, like, 14 <laughs> times or something yeah, stupid like that and there's no nico no brennan cooks in this game i mean there's probably not brennan cooks nico is out so it's like chris it's chris moore and philip dorsett and amari rogers again so ugly maybe we should ugly. just stay away i don't know uh very quickly the receiver optimals <laughs> for week number 15 uh obviously we're this the mike white news just happened so garrett wilson is still popping i'm Guessing he'll still pop in the projections, but I'm going to go manually adjust that down because the one thing that we've seen between Mike White, Joe Flacco, and Zach Wilson is that when Flacco and Wilson and Mike White have started games, the Jets throw the ball like 55 times a game. With Zach Wilson, they try to throw like 20 times a game. So maybe Knight yeah, is the and play. Maybe he is. I think that they'll lean on the grind on the run. I, I know. 
Detroit has been much better against the run lately. Overall, if you look at the statistics, you see, you know, top five fantasy points against the running backs and inside the top five in yards per carry allowed to, to the position as well. Uh, but they have, man, they pl- they're playing really good football lately, and the defense has been much better. They're getting pressure on the quarterback, and they have done a good job of stopping the run. But I think you said it perfectly, and that was the first thing that came to mind because I was interested in the Jets, and I knew that Garrett Wilson would probably be a little bit popular, and Mike White is trending up. He's done some good things, and it is the Lions in the secondary. You can't on them but in games with Garrett Wilson when he plays with with um, Zach he's averaging like seven targets in games when it's Flacco or Mike White it's 12 targets to your point I mean they really trust other quarterbacks not named Zach Wilson to throw the football so I would say I have to downgrade everybody in this offense from from the passing attack even you know, Elijah Moore, who is, is pretty cheap. Conklin's been getting some targets, hasn't done a whole lot with those targets. But I'd say they lean on the ground here. Maybe a little bit more for uh, Michael Carter this week. You mentioned he played a lot, but didn't do a whole lot with those uh, opportunities. But I would say, man, Donovan Knight looks pretty good. He, he really does. He's had a couple nice, strong runs. I was very impressed with the touchdown run he had against the Bills last week. I would say he's uh, in for 14-plus touches in probably will be a slow grind. Jared Goff has got two touchdowns on the road and 20 at home. So he hasn't been good when there's no dome over him. Uh, I would say this is a a slow paced game. Uh, I don't think a lot will happen, but Knight is a guy that in the what 5k range. Yeah. Of those running backs, like I'm more interested in him than Latavius Murray. I think there's a slightly higher ceiling there. Okay. So Keenan Allen is the most optimal receiver of the week. He gets spit out in one of five optimal lineups after 10,000 simulations. Garrett Wilson is second, but I don't like that anymore with Zach Wilson instead of Mike White. Then it's Jacoby Myers who might not play because he hasn't passed concussion protocol yet, then DeAndre Hopkins, then Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, the Hopkins, if they just put Patrick Sertain on him, I don't know if Sertain can, like, stop him, but it should slow him down. And Amon Ra actually does make a lot of sense. Like, play the middle against the Jets. That's a fantastic matchup for him. But Goff outdoors, like you said, there's a lot of question marks around all of these guys this week. So I I think we should probably – actually, let's talk about defenses, where we can go, like, near the bottom or defenses that you like before we start building some of these teams out. Uh, to look at it right now, the optimals at defense are Broncos, number one by a bullet at $2,700. Yeah. The Titans at $2,200 are second in terms of optimal rate, but that's mainly because they're $2,200. Tampa at $26, Patriots at $28, Panthers at $33. Now, just objectively, who are the defenses that you think you can afford and actually like this week? Because, yeah, we can all like the Cowboys defense, but they're like 3700 bucks. Or you can like the Eagles defense, they're 3900 That's getting a bit difficult to press these guys in. The Carolina D at... 3300 is pretty nice, especially if Trubisky or even Mason Rudolph ends up going. Hell, even if Pickett ends up going, who cares? Uh, like, J.C. Horn was everywhere against the Seahawks last week. He had his hands on the ball almost every single time. And you have three quarterbacks who are very willing to give you the ball. <laughs> yeah, very, absolutely. I like both of those defenses in that inside that same game, actually. Carolina checking in, as you're talking about, and even the Steelers at $3,100 against Sam. So uh, I think both of those defenses you could get to pretty uh, pretty easily, actually. Uh, I'm not getting to any, I'm not getting to any, da- like Cal- Dallas or Philly. I'm just not getting to a Kansas City at 4K. I just, I'm just not going to do it. If you are, you know, if you can get there, great. I, I think that those three options are okay. Uh, definitely Dallas. And then I would say KC over Philadelphia, if you can afford the extra $100. Um, Broncos, for sure. Um, you know, $2,700, 
quarterback play is 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 not going to be good in Arizona. And then another defense, Tennessee, I think is is also okay. Uh, I have more interest in the Chargers. I think the difference here, maybe rolling out Tennessee, get a little bit of leverage on the field because I do think that the the Chargers are going to be pretty chalky. Man, their their secondary is just so I don't awful. I don't want to play the but, Chargers. I, listen, I'm not. Play, I know they look good against Tua last week. I'm not playing the stupid Chargers defense this week. Like Derrick Henry is going to run for eight million yards against them. Like that's not. No, that's, no, I wouldn't play their defense. The Titans defense, I would play. Yeah, yeah I, I may have misspoke there. The, the Titans defense has scored negative points each of the past two weeks. That's tough. tough. Yeah, I mean, it's, tough it's, not, it's not ideal. <laughs> it's a brutal secondary, and I the only reason I would do play them is if I if I weren't playing the Chargers because I feel like the Chargers are going to be pretty chalky but yeah I mean the secondary is awful they're gonna they're gonna allow a lot of points you're just hoping for a couple sacks here at, at that point um I, I'm I'm living in that mid or the high twos to the low threes in in the Broncos at two seven in the um the Steelers at three one and then the Panthers as you mentioned at three three what about the Lions I was, just, gonna, I was going to say, what about the Jets? Assuming that they're not going to throw the football. Yeah, I was going to say, what about yeah, the, the Jets, Jets, Jets for of course. 32? Of so the Jets are 32. I, I think the Broncos are the one. They're the cheapest defense that I actually like, and they're $2,700. Although the Pats at 28 is pretty nice. The Pats at 28 because, I mean, everything we've seen from the Raiders this season has just been, like, disappointment. I know it sounds like they're going to get Darren Waller back, maybe no Hunter Renfro this week, but... I mean, the Patriots defense is really good. And they're one of the best fantasy defenses in in the NFL. They get pressure on the quarterback. uh, And Derek Carr has thrown a pick every single game, basically, uh, this season. Yeah, we have the Pats. The Pats are graded out pretty decent for us um, over at FTN as well. What about the Saints? Would you get to the Saints? Or is yeah, this, it uh, this, too, too pricey for it? Three eight. The, the Saints are more than the Cowboys are. They're thirty eight hundred bucks. Yeah, of course I like the Saints this week at thirty eight. It's just going to be tough to mix those in. Like I, I can't see myself going higher than thirty three hundred at the Panthers. Thirty three. And, 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 well, yeah. I mean, maybe this will be easier to do once we start building out lineups because I don't really know where I'm going to fall yet in terms of how much money I have left over. I got the numbers. Tons of you have done it, but not all of you. Yeah, so what you need to do right now, if you want to take charge of both your time and your meal prep, visit factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off right now. Because supporting the sponsors is in very much the same way supporting the Pat Mayo experience, which I very much encourage you to do. Eating better is just easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals, mainly because, well, yes, they are very tasty, but it's the time that they save you. Do you say you never have time to work out? Well, if you're someone that preps all your food at home, that means you need to drive to the store. You need to walk through it, make a list, get your groceries, bring them home, store them, unpack them, get the reusable bags out of the way. Then you actually have to make the meal. We're talking like two hours per meal on that. And listen, I love cooking things at home myself, but it takes an awful long time. Are you going to use an app to get takeout? Well, it's going to take you like 30 minutes to figure out which restaurant that you want anyway. Then you wait 45 minutes to get it, and it's probably like crap for you by the time it actually gets there. This is all time that you could have been like spending working out or doing work or just having some relaxation time because all of the meals with Factor are ready to go in just two minutes, and it goes with any sort of meal prep that you want to do. Do you want to do calorie smart? Do you want to do keto? I'm personally trying to bulk up right now, so I'm doing the protein plus to make sure that I hit my levels every single time. I go through, I pick what I want, it shows up. I never have to think about what I'm going to eat for three meals a day, four meals a day, whatever it might be. 
for like three weeks. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend that you head to factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off. That's code mayo50 at factormeals.com slash mayo50 to get 50% off. The Pat Mayo Experience is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is that all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. And it is super easy to use. You don't need to be a tech wizard in order to set up your own website to peddle your wares on the World Wide Web. Squarespace makes that so easy, thus cutting down on the expenses you'll need to pay someone else to do it. You can do it all yourself. You can set up email campaigns to engage with your audience with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers on your site and build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. If you're in the content space and you have a lot of videos, you can host your entire video collection, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages and sell access to your videos with member access. But the best part about it all is the analytics feature. You can use those insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits come from, where sales are coming from, then you can analyze which of your channels are the most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords and most popular products and content. It makes it all easy, all in one spot, for a very low cost, and it's something that you're going to need to do if you want to grow your business. So, Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash mayo to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Our next partner is a product I literally use every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I felt slow in the morning. I wasn't retaining energy. If I wanted to go to the gym, I was logy. Never want to be logy at the gym. And Athletic Greens helped me change all of that because I didn't have time to really stock up in the morning because I like to rush in the morning, but I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy. I wanted an optimized immune system, and I don't like taking pills and vitamins. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great and want to see what all the hype was about. So you know that I've been all in on Athletic Greens, and I think that you should be all in on Athletic Greens as well. What is it? It's one scoop of Athletic Greens, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality minerals, Whole sourced superfoods, probiotics, aptogens. It just makes you feel a whole lot better. And it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you're on the go, whether you're keto, whether you're gluten free, dairy free, vegan, paleo, or you're just in a rush all the time, Athletic Greens is where you want to be. It's a micro habit that has big benefits. You can schedule it when you wake up every single morning, get it in you, and 
then you're just taking care of yourself. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health. It's much cheaper than like a cold brew habit or anything like that. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com mayo. Again, that's athleticgreens.com mayo to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. For week 15, I want to start with Chargers stack because they keep popping in the optimal. So we'll go go full on Herbert stack to see if we can make this work. So I think we just play the easy route here and just go Herbert. Will I, I like Williams more than I like Keenan this week for the Me record. Too. I think he's the type of receiver that really beats up. Maybe you just want to do a skinny stack because now well, there's a chance that Herbert is just too much money. Herbert, Allen, and Williams altogether might be too much money. So. Let's throw all three of those guys in with Derrick Henry and see what see what happens for us here. Because uh, it looks like Traylon Burks is going to be out. Maybe you could go Oconquo at, uh, at tight end. That saves you a ton of money if that's the Titan that you end up bringing back instead of Derrick Henry. And then you're left with 5,300 yeah. per player. But if you use those three and Derrick Henry, you have 4,300 per player left. Makes it tough. It does make it tough. I was messing around last night with an Eagles stack, which I think is a little bit more pricier than the Chargers one, uh, but I didn't have that expensive running back that you have in here, Derrick Henry. I mean, you could make it work. You probably would have to go, even if you went down to Knight here at the running back position or you know Latavius, then you're looking at 4-1 remaining. Say we drop down to... Who, who's the cheap just, tight end? Who, just, who's the cheapest tight end that we like? That's not Oconquo because... I mean, you can overload this game if you want. But if you didn't want to do that, who could we do? Dulcich yeah, is 36. Um, that's that's actually pretty... Dulcich at 36, I think, is the cheap guy that you probably or, want. Or Henry. Yeah, one of those two. I, I don't I, mind Hunter Henry if those two pass catchers are going to be out for New England. Yeah, I, I still think I'd want Dulcich. So you put him in three six, and then you got four two left over. I mean, you spend down at D. Just say you roll with, um, say you roll with the Panthers at three three. I mean, we can go a little bit cheaper if we wanted to at the Broncos. Let's go with Patriots. Let's go with Patriots at two eight. Okay, and throw them in. Now we have fifty one hundred for a running back, receiver, and a flex. Is there who are the wide receivers that are kind of popping out to you in this like five thousand dollar area? Uh, well, I don't, do, I do mean, we, Drake London is on my list, but I, I don't love the ceiling new quarterback play. I just feel like he's going to get some targets. I feel like he's in line for maybe eight or nine targets, even though, you know, a bit of a run first team. I think that, uh, could change pretty quickly. Uh, a little bit more expensive than that. Zay Jones at four, nine against the Cowboys. That's not um, bad. And actually. then, yeah, I mean, he's, he, this is a one bad game from him over the past four. Like that was the one against Detroit. He did have seven targets in it. It was a couple drops. It was just like a it's a weird game for Trevor Lawrence. He threw the ball a lot. A lot of his wide receivers got targets, but there were some bad throws and some drops. But before that, I mean, last week, 12 targets. Week 12, 14 targets. And week 10, he had 10 targets. So, I mean, even with the seven included in there, I mean, this is a guy who's averaging over 10 targets per game over his last four. Um, so, you know, the volume is going to be there uh, at that price. Uh, so, he's okay. I mean, you chuck him in and then you got 5-1 for a flex. You have five, yeah, we have five two for running at five one for a flex going forward with that. So that's if we put in Zano Van Knight, right? Yeah, that's if we put in Knight. So for a I mean, flex, Latavius there too. If you want for, for a flex, yeah, Latavius is there. Uh, how much is Foreman this week? I think it's a nice. Re- he's fifty four hundred. Nice rebound spot as favorites against the Steelers, who got gashed on the ground a week ago by the Ravens. 
I don't hate that because if you did that, you could, okay, well, let me try this. We'll take out Zay Jones and we'll take out Knight. We can put in Donta Foreman because yeah, I think people might go to Hubbard over Foreman. I still think that Foreman is the better back in this situation. I agree. Deontay Johnson might not play because he hasn't been practicing. Would you prefer, because they're both basically the same price, would you prefer Deontay Johnson or would you prefer George Pickens? Man, I, I'm shocked that the targets have gone down for Pickens since they traded Chase Claypool. I thought, all right, wheels up for this guy, and he's going to be ready. I still feel feel like I lean Pickens because he's the guy that gets targeted in the end zone. I mean, he only has three touchdowns, but Deontay doesn't have anything. He, I mean, he's getting volume, but he's not doing a whole lot with the volume. So, I, I mean, I'm shooting for upside. I'm shooting for touchdowns. So, I, I have a slight lean to uh, Pickens. But if you look at the back of the football card for Deontay, I mean, he does seem like the safer play at this point. Eight, 11, eight targets in his last three games. He's racked up 16 catches, 82 yards last week. Uh, Trubisky was focusing in on him earlier in the year when it was Trubisky. You heard Pickens talk about how he wanted the ball more. So uh, it's a very small sample size, but the go-to guy for Trubisky, if it is him under center, has been Deontay Johnson. But you're right, he hasn't practiced all week. So if he's not playing, you're going to get a little bit more of an ownership on Pickens, but it's going to be really hard to ignore him as uh, him or Pat Fryermuth as the go-to options in this offense. Well, let's let's take those guys out and try this again. At receiver at $4,200, we can play Chris Moore. It's pretty good, man. Yeah. I think you may have to. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go chasing here, but $4,200 does allow you to do a lot in this lineup. Now that gives us a running back and a flex for $5,500 dollars a shot which you know can alleviate some of the pressure here like a it just the problem is when you fall into this range at wide receiver you're in this like jerry judy garrett wilson i mean juju rates out really well against houston and we have chris moore so maybe we use juju as our flex and then we have fifty three hundred dollars for a running back i think that lands us right on bam night it does okay it does yeah so it's not bad actually yeah, so we have that mini correlation with Chris Moore and Juju, Patriots D, Dulcich, and Zano Van Knight, along with the full-on Chargers onslaught with Derrick Henry. It's tough to make that the Chargers, top-end Chargers and Derrick Henry work, but I don't hate this, though. No, this isn't bad if it's like a glove. Uh, Juju was really the only guy that got targets last week. I mean, Watson was out there uh, just as much as Juju, really, in running routes, but he didn't get any targets. It was... It was him and Travis Kelsey. I don't feel like this team is just going to all of a sudden lean on the run. <laughs> you know, even <laughs> if they're up 14, 21 points, it's uh, it's it's a pass-happy offense. We saw it last week with Jarek McKinnon, and that's why he's so valuable is because he is getting sprinkled in in first and second down opportunities, and he's catching passes out of the backfield. And having him on the field, you know, not that they're showing their true colors anyways because they are wanting to throw the football, but there's a bit of a difference when you have Pacheco on the field as as opposed to uh, Jarek McKinnon. But yeah, you got Juju here. You got both guys that had double-digit targets last week. I don't think Nico Collins today is going to be a big day for Nico Collins. I, I thought maybe he was close to playing, but if he's not playing, I mean, who else are we looking at here to catch passes? We, we talked about the Houston Texans backfield. So 4-2, it's a nice little run back. Yeah, more with Juju. Uh, Dulcich in there at tight end. You could even go down to if you wanted to go down to Hunter Henry. I mean, you could, and then you can spend up a couple for, you know, upgrade on the Pats D. But this isn't a bad build, Pat. I, I wonder, I, I feel like it, the Chargers are going to be pretty chalky, though. I think, I feel oh, like they're, they're going to be the chalkiest yeah. staff of the week. No, oh, of course. Like, I'm just looking at these games, like Casey and Houston 
has a 49 and a half point total, but most of that is attributed to Kansas City, who's a really difficult yeah, team yeah. to figure out in terms of stacking. Yeah. Dallas, I mean, if you can figure out the right, like, key strokes of the Jags Dallas game, but all those guys are expensive now too, except for like Zay Jones and Ingram, you can continue to run out, but eventually it's going to be an ETN or Kirk game. Then you're absolutely screwed. The Philly and Chicago, most of those points go with Philly. And then you have this game, the, the Tennessee chargers game. It's 46 yeah. and a half, but I think that people like the chargers side of the ball in terms of how they score absolutely. points. Like if it's not Eckler, you basically know where it's going to go the entire time. So let's throw that in there. I think there's many ways you can tweak that. If you didn't want to play Derrick Henry, I think if you played Oconquo at tight end, then yes. all of a sudden you kind of free up a little bit more money for a higher end, like mini correlation rather than Chris Moore or Juju or hell. Maybe you use Chris Moore and Juju and figure out a higher end running back as we go through that to replace Derrick Henry in that line. If there's someone more that you like, but that one's tough. I, I don't know if I'm going to end up going there. You said you liked, there was a Philly stack that you were playing around with. Cause I had something about that too. So g- give me your Hertz lineup and see how we can try to make yeah. this work. Well, it's, um, I mean, it's Jalen with the two wide receivers. I kind of like uh, Devontae more than AJ this week. Man, Devontae is just open all the time, and he's he's much cheaper at 6'4". He's got eight-plus targets in um, four straight games here, actually five straight games, and he's got back-to-back games with a touchdown. I just just see a guy that is open all the time (laughs) at Philly. So if you roll out Hurts, AJ, and Smith, and I agree with you when we were talking through the Chargers stack. Uh, I like Mike Williams more than Keenan. So if you just wanted to maybe get away from AJ and do Smith, I mean, it opens up your lineup a little bit more to get more studs in here. But if you went Hertz, AJ and Smith, I mean, that is sitting there at 46, um, 45, you know, average out. Okay. It's kind of very, it's very similar, but you're not bringing it back with anybody. Like, who are you bringing it back with? It's like Cole Komet or, or nobody, really. It's, it's Cole It's just an onslaught. Because the only guy that you'd yeah. actually want, and this is what I wanted to go to, I don't like this build. I mean, we'll we'll figure it out because I think that we can. I like this build better with Fields as the quarterback. And just, well, another way to be different over too, I guess, is maybe just to have Devontae and then maybe Miles or maybe you shy away from Devontae and you just have Miles Sanders. Like that would be a different, because Eagles are going to score points. Yeah, the highest yeah, yeah. I, 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 they're going to score. I, I want to get access to Philly guys, but I can't. I mean, listen, maybe you want to use Equinamia St. Brown. Like there's cheap guys on the bear because Claypool might not even go this week. Obviously Mooney is out. It would make sense for Cole Komet in this line. How much is Komet? Yeah, he's 4K. Do, do He's you, 4K and the Eagles do struggle against tight ends. I mean, this year they haven't when you looked at the overall numbers, but you got to take that with a grain of salt because honestly, there's a lot of brutal tight ends in the league. They they do struggle against tight ends. They struggled last year against tight ends. The two corners are going to lock into Economia St. Brown. Maybe lock, Chase Claypool lock, plays lock in the slot. In. I know, lock, lock, in. Is, lock into Dante Pettis and Economia St. Brown. Yeah. I mean, whose field's going to throw the football to? He's probably going to tuck and run. Uh, and he's going to throw to Cole Komet in the middle of the field. Hey, the Eagles, like I mentioned, they do struggle against tight ends. Don't forget the heir to the chip fortune, Byron Pringle. He's still on this team. That's right. <laughs> How much is he? He's got to be mid-price. Yeah, he's 3K. Yeah. That's actually not terrible. Like, if that's how it's you... not awful. If, you, if, if that's how yeah. you want to punt everything out. Let's see. Let's use, like, who do you like the... Let's see what the proje- who the projection's like on the Bears the most at receiver. It is the, it likes Claypool right now, but Claypool might not go. If it's not him, it's Equinamia St. Brown at 3,700. But like, 
do you just roll the dice on Byron Pringle and hope he? No, let's not do that. That this, this is what no. happens when Tambo. No, let's not do this, that. This is what happens. Yeah. You need to be more. You're Pat. You're an idiot because that's what Tambo says to me when I'm here. <laughs> like, I want to play this loser who gets no points. He's like, Why would you do that? He gets no points. Like, that's not a bad point. Yeah. Bring up. <laughs> I feel like the Bears will probably score twenty in this game. Like, I don't. I just don't know where those points are going to come from. Uh, I'd say Cole Fields, Matt, right? I'd it's, say it's Fields probably and, Fields. Fields ru- it's, yeah. it's Fields rushing or Montgomery plunging it in from the one. Do you think that Goddard's going to play in this game? I do think he's going to play in this game, but I don't think he's going to be full go. I think he's going to be pretty limited. I think you're going to see him probably play 35% of the snaps. Yeah, and he's 4,700, so it's not like he's 3,400 where, hey, I'll, I'll take a roll. Yeah. I'll take a flyer on Goddard here and see how this turns out. It's like, oh, no, he's actually quite expensive. So let's see if I can figure this out. This might make us go to Latavius Murray. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, you kind of have to. When I was building it yesterday with – you know, the the two Eagles guys, I didn't have fields. You know, we can mess around with fields and commit and then have AJ or Devontae, whatever. Or maybe it makes more sense to have Miles Sanders if you're not going to play Jalen Hurts. You just feel like Miles Sanders. OK, great. You know, double digit touchdowns, maybe finds the end zone twice. And then it helps you because you don't have Jalen in there. Jalen, you got a pitcher, right? If I'm not playing Jalen, I'm hoping he's not going to throw three touchdowns <laughs> and it's all Miles Sanders. And then the other way is, is fields coming back. But the, the worry I have is. Man, wide receivers have really just torched the Chicago Bears um, lately, and I just feel like both of these guys are going to find the end zone, Smith and Brown. So so here's the lineup. Hurts, Smith, A.J. Brown with no run back from the Bears. Latavius Murray and Zonovan Knight as the running backs. Mike Williams and Okonkwo as a mini correlation at receiver and tight end. Broncos D to correlate with Latavius Murray. And then Zay Jones as the flex. I don't hate that, man. I like that run back with, uh, you know, the Chargers Titans, uh, the one, two there. I think Mike Williams is, uh, I'm not breaking any news here, but I almost <laughs> feel like he's a must play at his price. I mean, yeah. Just what the Titans secondary has been awful. And he is just, he's the poster boy of like tournaments, man. He's, he's very boomer bus. He can, he can go off for 220 yards this weekend. I don't, I would not be shocked at all. So having that in there, you just have to spend down a running back, right? You don't have that that alpha running back like we had in that last lineup with Derrick Henry. But like I said earlier, the top of the board at the running back position is it's not super appealing to me this week. Let's do the field side of this and see if that can work out a little bit better. So fields and commit, I think we go to, and then miles Sanders. I'd say miles. If you're not going to play, you know, uh, hurts. I'd say you go to miles six, five. So it's just a little mini field Sanders commit. And then we're kind of off to the races. We keep saying we like Mike Williams a lot. I really like Chris Olave this week, by the way. I, I know like I, Olave too. I, I haven't mentioned his name at all, but he's in that like mid sixes. Let's see if we can make him work. Olave, he's sixty five hundred. That's tough. Defense just yeah. dropped down to the Broncos, and like we haven't even tried out any of the Patriots running backs in any of these builds yet. But I just we, we're going to need more information on that going forward. So maybe we use Broncos D, throw them in there. Who was the cheap? We like Chris Moore as the cheap receiver, right? I think he's the best cheap option other than Zay Jones. Um, yeah. Okay. So I ha- think London is. If you did Olave, maybe you could. Maybe we can do a build later. Maybe we have just Olave and London in one. Just like those two guys. That's it. That's so gross. Uh, or just Olave. That's so gross. Is. And Tambo. I hear Tambo now. <laughs> Shut the hell up, guys. 
<laughs> why you played Drake London. There's people playing DFS for the first time this week because they drafted Drake London in the fourth <laughs> round. Um, so, okay. Yeah, just go to more. How, how about this? Field, Sanders, and Komet. Pacheco. Yeah. And Chris Moore as a correlation. Mike Williams in here as well. Broncos defense. It gives us $6,500 for a flex. Which would leave us in the range of, I mean, hell, we could just overload on the other side of the Eagles game and use Devonta Smith again. You could use Zeke in this yeah, game. Just, you could use Jerry Judy, yeah. although we've already, yeah, we have Broncos D. I mean, we can find out a different one from Broncos D, but like you could go Jerry Judy in the flex against Arizona, and then you can get yourself up to Steelers D if you really wanted to. Yeah, you get the a slight upgrade. I, I think. Yeah, if you wanted to, if you wanted to upgrade over there. Yeah, you got a lobby at 6'5", you got Smith at 6'4", you got Mike Williams at 6'3". I think those three guys are all really good options to put in at the flex. Um, th- this build is okay. I think it's unique. I think it's um, I think it's pretty different. I don't know if a lot of people will play fields. Um, and I think the difference is having Miles Sanders here in this lineup. You know, like we talked about, if it's a, a three-touchdown game from Sanders or it's just all, a lot of running here, then we kind of separate ourselves from a lot of people that will play Jalen and, and AJ Brown. Cause both of those guys are going to be pretty chalky this week. I, I agree as well. Um, you can switch it around a little bit too. Like keep Chris Moore in at $4,200 use Juju as your flex. And then you can go Sanders and ETN as your running backs. And then you can have Panthers D at $3,300. If you really wanted to, it's just a different way to look at it instead of you can use Juju instead of Pacheco and go that route. Yeah, man, this Dallas and Jacksonville, you you know, you keep bringing up ETN. What do you got for him? Do you feel like, did you say earlier you think from a point per dollar standpoint, he grades out pretty well for you? Yeah, he's like one of the best guys on the slate, but I feel like he's one of the best yeah. guys on the slate every single week. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> I know. He's like the Camaro. last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, the last two weeks have been very disappointing for, for ETN and... Maybe it's the run defense, right? We just, I, I talked earlier about the Titans. No, you can't really run on them. 17 carries. They tried. They tried. <laughs> 17 for 32, 1.9 yards per carry. And then Detroit, you know, the defenses we talked earlier, it's been much better. The run defense, 13 for 54. Dallas is not a smash spot either for him. But at 6K, it's, he does kind of remind me the same sort of feel of, as Alvin Kamara. It's just like, uh, do I even really want to play him? He's not doing a whole lot. That maybe he checks in with a lower ownership. But that game could be sneaky as well. Like the three games I probably have the most interest in, I mean, they're they're one of them, right? I mean, the Philly-Chicago one, the Tennessee Chargers, and then it's that one. I mean, I haven't really even bothered to dive into Cincinnati and Tampa Bay, and there's all <laughs> kinds of playmakers on both of those squads. Uh, but there's some cheap pieces here. You know, whether it's Zay Jones or maybe Michael Gallup, maybe it's a Gallup week. Maybe Dak hooks up with him a couple times. Like he's another, I mean, what is he? He's four or five in that range. I don't know. That game could be, there could be, should be some points, Pat, in, in Dallas Jacksonville. Well, do you like, you know, obviously, if you had to play one Dallas Cowboy, it would be Pollard, right? It would be Pollard or, or CD. If I had to play one, it wouldn't shy away from maybe the backfield and go CD. It wouldn't be Zeke. Zeke 6,100 bucks. I don't mind Zeke. I mean, all right, we can do this. Let's do $6,200. Let's do 
Let's just run back the same one stack that won all the money last week. That always works. Lawrence, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, CeeDee Lamb at receiver. We have $5,600 per player. This is like the cheapest ver. This is the cheap. This is why I think people will go to it because it's pretty like the Jacksonville side is cheap. It is. Yeah. It's very affordable. Uh, you go. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been pretty good lately. If you wanted to go Trevor Lawrence or you avoid, I don't know. It's, it's tough to go Dak. So you, you pick a choice here between one of these two running backs. I think say, say we go Zeke, say we'd be a little bit different with Zeke. Well, I, I threw in CD lamb. Okay, so you're going to chuck Dak in there with CD? No, no, he's just he's on the other end of the Trevor Lawrence. Like it's Lawrence, okay, Zay, and Ingram with CD as the bring back instead of Pollard at seventy three hundred dollars. So he's a little bit more expensive. I like that more. Yeah. And now this is interesting. I mean, let's let's use Latavius Murray just because he keeps kind of popping here, and that could be anyone. Fifty nine hundred bucks. Who's that get us to? Pacheco, if we wanted it. So here's a lineup that you can build. This one, I would guess, probably projects for the most points. Lawrence, Zay, Ingram, CeeDee Lamb. Derek Henry and Mike Williams as the mini correlation Mm. in that game. Latavius Murray and Broncos D, along with Isaiah Pacheco in the flex. I like this lineup. But Pacheco could be... Pacheco, you could turn Pacheco and Broncos D into Damian Harris and Patriots D if you wanted to. So, yeah, just wait. Like, let's just, I mean, you're watching a little bit later on. I have some more news on the Patriots backfield. I, I kind of like this build. I think it's, I think it's different. You know, you, you have different, a different quarterback. You don't, you still have a piece of the Chargers game as well. Um, so with the Henry and Williams, two guys that we like and really probably the best spots uh, of the weekend. The Chargers can't stop the run and the Titans can't stop anybody through the air. So you have a piece of that game. And then I think a bit of an underrated stack in here, right? We're, we're not going to the Cowboys backs, right? We're, we're trusting your model and we're trusting Latavius in there or, or bam or whatever way you want to go with the running backs. And then you got the two guys who have gotten a ton of volume for the, the Jags over the past couple of weeks. And then CD who, I mean, he's just obviously he's a stud and he gets he's the number one option for Dak. And again, you're painting the picture, right? You're you're painting this picture of these neither of these running backs go off. It's tough, right? It's it seems Pollard and Zeke, one of them seem to go off every single week, but maybe they just kind of cut into each other. And maybe it's a CD lamb, two touchdown game. The defense rolls, uh, and then you get some garbage time throws from Trevor Lawrence uh playing catch up. Cause I don't think ETN is is gonna be that efficient again on the ground this week. So I would much rather go to the Jags pass catchers than to roll him out at running back. And the way that I look at it is I, I know that Evan Ingram primarily operates, obviously he's a tight end. He's operating out of the slot in the middle of the field, but yeah. both of like the Cowboys are deciding anyone to play corner for them right now. <laughs> so you want the guy on the outside that Zay Jones, and you think that they'll put more primary coverage onto Christian Kirk in this spot. So then you have, I mean, unless Marvin Jones absolutely goes off in this game. So the other way that we could fill out this lineup, the Lawrence stack, we take CD out, We'll just kind of clear everything. And then we'll go running back and we'll go with Elliott, who continues to get all these goal line carries. Like Pollard's still scoring from distance. I think, I mean, watching the game last week, it seemed like I'm pretty sure Zeke had seven carries inside the five. Like he had all, he had four in a row at one point. Didn't get in because, you know, that's the way that he rules. We'll keep in Derrick Henry and Mike Williams. I'll get rid of Pacheco uh, and we'll keep in Broncos D for the moment, but we don't need them because we don't have Murray to go along with it. Like we have $6,500 remaining for a wide receiver and a flex if we want to. So you could do something like, 
who's do we want anyone on the Cardinal side of the ball? I feel like we don't. Uh, I don't like anyone on that team. I think it's just I think it's just Connor. If you want to play Connor, that's it. just because the volume has been there and a lot of dump offs last week. I noticed when Kyler left, so maybe he can catch five or six passes. But I, I, I see a lot of people like Hopkins. I ranked him pretty low this week. I just don't feel like anything's going to happen in that game. And Sertan, you brought him up earlier. Poor quarterback play. I'm not. I'm not into it. I don't like him. So if we throw in, I mean, I, I like objectively Chris Olave, like I said. So we can throw Olave into this lineup if we wanted to. Or you can do something like, hey, let's go up. Who's an expensive running back that you like, just in general, in this like $7,000 range? Do you like, uh, let's see here, Mixon, Pollard? We're going to do Pollard. I mean, we, I, we already have Elliot. We ha- yeah, so we're not going to roll him out. Um, Kamara? Oh, man, Kamara would be the play for me. Kamara or Sanders? We can go Camara, but that leaves us fifty three hundred dollars for a receiver. Is the problem? Well, if you went if you went Sanders, then it leaves you a little bit more. Then you can get your boy Chris Olave, right? Would that be enough? I don't think that's enough. You're just shy. You'd have to get to. Could you get to Juju? I could probably get to Juju. Let's see, Sanders sixty five. No, uh, I'm missing on Juju by two hundred bucks. I mean, we could play Titans D in there, but I, I really don't necessarily nah, want I to do that. So yeah, I, I, I don't th- think we should play I, Titans D. I, I think it's easier to go up at running back for the flex. So go like Kamara at 68, and then that throws us back down into DJ Moore. I mean, Sutton's not playing. One of the Pittsburgh guys. It could be Pickens. If could- Deontay leaves, Pickens could be... If Deontay leaves, Pickens is a good price, Pat, at that point. I mean, looking at this board here, I'd I'd say those two Steelers guys up at the top, if we find out that Deontay, I mean, he didn't practice, what, hip injury all week here? And if he's out, he does become a little, he does become a lot more interesting to me. I would project him for probably at least six targets at that price. You could also throw Chris Moore in at wide receiver at $4,200, and that leaves you $7,900 left to play with. That, oh, can we find, at, at below the Broncos, who do you like the most? Oh, uh, for defense? Like Falcons um, D? Like, who cares? They're playing the Saints. The Saints are uh, terrible. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, I'd uh, rather roll I, with Falcons I, than I, the Titans. I, I heard Paul mumbling behind the camera. What, what? Yeah, I'm usually like wasting time here, like going through builds while I do this, and like I tried to land on uh, the, on uh, a Falcons D, and it's like they haven't got a sack the last two weeks. Like, <laughs> you know, you need you need some pressure on the quarterback to to do some things. You do. I think. Yeah, it's it's a good and that call. game could probably just turn go... into lots of running. All right, well let's let's say Buccaneers defense at twenty six hundred. Then maybe they can get pressure on Burrow. Burrow takes some sacks. Whatever. It's probably not a good play, but sure. defense is very difficult to predict, right? So here's a lineup that we can roll out: Lawrence, Zay Jones, Ingram, with Zeke coming back. That mini correlation of Derrick Henry and Mike Williams. Chris Moore is the receiver. Bucks defense. AJ Brown is the flex. Ooh, AJ. All right. Yeah. I dig it. I was looking more into Zeke. I mean, touchdowns in six straight games. You mentioned he's getting a lot of the goal line work. I know everybody is talking about Tony Pollard. He's that flashy running back that seems to get inside the end zone outside the 20s. 
but Zeke has been getting a lot of that work. Um, this is a good lineup too. It's it's I think it's I think it's very different, right? It's having these Jags in here, I think separates yourself a little bit from the pack, and you still, as I mentioned earlier, you still have that Chargers, that nice little mini correlation between those two guys, uh, which I do like. And having AJ in there as a as a flex, I may I may go miles, but yeah, it's I mean, it's just we had all this money left too. over. I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> it's normally not the case. I think what we've what we've realized is that uh, when we're in a pinch, Chris Moore is our guy this week. I think yeah. we're riding with Chris Moore. Cr- Chris, like Chris a, if you need the savings, Chris Moore is right there for you at forty two. Yeah. Now, now watch it yeah, be. I wouldn't go Dorsett. much cheaper than that. <laughs> I mean, it's possible we see a couple games from Dorset, but I just, you know, not getting too much into recency bias. I mean, we're fresh now and seeing it, and you know, who knows what they're going to do at quarterback. We see Jeff Driscoll in there with a couple snaps as well, but uh, at four two for a guy that had 11, tar- 11 targets last week and ten grabs, and even just a couple weeks ago before that, Patty had seven targets as well. So this is a guy who has been getting involved, and there's nobody healthy on this squad, and they're fourteen point dogs. <laughs> Kansas City's not going to pull a, a Dallas of last week no, and, they might. and struggle on offense against this squad. They might, but I'd say that the Texans emptied the tank last week to try to beat uh, Dallas, and I'd say KC is going to crush them. Let's talk about Burrow in that game. Because you mentioned there's just playmakers everywhere. So Burrow Chase, there, there's an easy side of this. It, it also might be a nice rebound spot, like a flop leg play to go back to Mixon, who disappointed last week. On paper, this di- matchup is very difficult. I feel like the last time that this happened for Mixon, he scored four touchdowns in a game. So I know. We haven't even really mentioned him so far. I think he's kind of off everyone's radar at the moment. So how would you play this out if you're like, do we, do we think that Higgins plays this week? I guess is the first question. I, I say no. It's obviously I'm just speculating here. This uh, that injury popped up for him on uh, Thursday, and Zach Taylor took all the blame. He said, "Listen, I'm not, I wasn't going to play him. It was my decision not to play this guy." And I I totally get it. I mean, you just were you were without Chase, you know, for a few weeks. You have Super Bowl aspirations. You need a healthy T Higgins here. Tyler Boyd's not healthy either, so you you need you need a healthy T Higgins down the stretch of the season. And uh, I followed my boy Paul Daniel Jr. yesterday, and he was very limited in practice yesterday so i would imagine today's going to be the same day so what do you do with what do you do with t higgins uh it's a it's a later game it's very risky to to roll this guy out if you're playing multiple lineups you can take a shot and you could swap him in a little bit later on if you wanted to potentially in that game you could maybe move away from t higgins and and get to godwin who's 200 dollars cheaper if, I, I think we use godwin know, put him and in flex, but yeah i mean you could do absolutely that. if you're stacking this game you have to have godwin i think see here's the thing like uh tower boyd said He's going to try to make it work this week with this broken finger. I don't know how reliable that's going to be. I just wish if Higgins was out, I could play the crocodile on a Tyler Irwin at $3,600 and just be done with it. And that would be great. So maybe we leave those guys out of it for the moment. And just our stack is Burrow, Chase, Godwin. Work from there. Does that seem decent? Yep. 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 Chase, Godwin, Burrow. Absolutely. Those three. I don't, if you're looking to be contrarian, and believe it or not, it would be contrarian Evans? to roll up Mike Evans because uh, yeah, this guy hasn't done anything. I know. Right? You know. He's you know like, what? I I actually like that. More. I actually like that more. I like Evans more than Godwin as a play as a part of this lineup. I mean, he's got the higher ceiling for the touchdown, right? Yeah. I mean, you look at air yards. He's getting the targets deep down the field. It's just you know, it's not look. 
four catches on nine targets, two catches on nine targets, five catches on 11 targets. I mean, it's not like this guy's not getting any volume. It's been there. It's just, you know, Tom Brady hasn't been accurate and the offensive line is not great. Uh, he hasn't topped 59 yards since, wow, he's been really bad. Since week eight, 123 yards. I mean, he's had um, fewer than 10.4 fantasy points in five straight weeks. Listen, so again, I, if you're looking for a different play, this is it. I, I'm a huge dog in my first round season-long fantasy matchup against a guy I really do not want to lose to, uh, who I'm, you'll see tonight at the Christmas party. But uh, just you, you don't want to lose to this guy. Let's take him out. Uh, but I, I'm off to a hot start. All my Christian McCaffrey scores me like 27 points. Lockett has a bad game, but still has like 14 points. I have Mike yeah. Evans. I have Mike Evans on that team. He's due for a good game. <laughs> I man, go go get best to find some old footage of you and uh, Gabe talking about being due. That was hilarious. It's not a thing, Gabe. It's not a thing. Yeah, Pat. It's a thing. He's due. He hasn't done anything in a month. He's he's gonna do. But listen, Mike Evans does like he's much better than this. We've seen this of his thousand yards in every single year of his career. He's a touchdown machine. Double digit touchdowns is what you can expect from him. And the fact that he hasn't scored a touchdown since week four. Are you kidding me? Week four, and he had two that game. He's got three on the season. It's been a really bad year for Mike Evans, but um the A dot is high. You're getting targets deep down the field. I kind of dig it, man. I I, I think you're going to beat your buddy here this week. You're oh no, face with a couple touchdowns from he, Mike he, Evans. His team is good. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I got. Let's play some I, players from his squad. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's try to figure out who he has. I'm already way. He had DK go last night. Uh, I'm currently winning. 40 40. 40.1 to 12.5 and i have a 32 percent chance of good start (laughs) oh wow he's got herbert Diggs, cd metcalf dalvin cook jonathan taylor hawkinson mixon green bay d wow he's got like three top 10 running backs it's pretty good yeah i'm I'm playing uh... fucking jacoby myers who might not play (laughs) etn and you pick up dr foreman can you and with Matt you Ryan. pick up Chris Moore anywhere? <laughs> I actually have Chris Moore on the team. I picked him up. So I can play. He, I, I'm probably going to play him over Myers. But, you know, the projections don't say that that's yeah. going to work out very well for me. But we'll see when it comes down to it. So the rest of this lineup, I've actually started to fill this out a little bit. Burrow, Chase, Evans, Mike Williams, and Okonkwo yeah. is a mini bring back. Patriots yes. defense. And let's just pretend like Damian Harris is the starter. We can throw Damian Harris into sure. this lineup that gives us $5,200 for a flex. That actually lands us on Latavius Murray as a flex, which, whatever. Meant, meant to be, I think. I mean, you trust your you trust your model. He's grading out for you. He seems to kind of pop up for us every time we're building a lineup. So, I mean, well, that's... I, um, I think that's why he ended up in the... Him. That's exactly why he ended up in the optimal. Because once you start building out these lineups price. and you have the salary remaining, it's like, oh, Latavius Murray fits perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, five one Latavius. Again, just going back to him, it's just hacking. I just, I, I, we can't be shocked all of a sudden if freaking Marlon Mack is getting fifteen plus carries. It'd just be a pain in the ass. Um, Wait, we could drop down. Yeah, I mean, at that price point, why not? Is there anyone at fifty three that we like? Not really. That's the problem. Like you could use really at all. we, We we could go Patriots defense to Broncos defense. Latavius Murray into DJ Moore. I don't know if that's really moving the needle for me. I played DJ Moore last week. Uh, I think he scored zero points. <laughs> yeah, he left early with an injury. Uh, he's off the report, so that's good. I was surprised. I thought maybe he'd be shut down. He's headed for an MRI. So full, full participant. Let's, let's try I mean, that. Another then. guy, you just look at the back. 
you can you can roll him out. I mean, he's definitely the number one option there for Sam Darnold, and his his usage is higher when Sam is under center as opposed to any other quarterback he's played with over the past four years. So we could go DJ Moore as the flex and then put in Broncos defense is just another way to play that if you really are opposed to using Latavius Murray Latavius. in that spot, which I'm not. I, I'm listen, I'm not pro Latavius, but. I, I can get that. I can yeah. be coaxed into it. I really wish there was like that easy because every week we do the show, it's like, oh yeah, play Jets defense at twenty two hundred bucks. This is great. No, we just don't have one of I those know. this week. No, we don't. Uh, I think just the cheapest way that I would, the cheapest defense I would roll out is, is the Broncos. Yeah. To, to Paul's point, right? I mean, we're getting too cute with other defenses that are awful and can't get any pressure. But there, you know, if you don't want to go Latavius. You know, if you can find a way to get to Bam Knight at 53. Well, Bam, Bam, Knight, Bam, news. Bam Knight is in this lineup, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, my bad. Okay, so then we can't. Uh, we got him in there. Um, but yeah, uh, you get the news on the Pittsburgh guys. If there's no Deontay, then Pickens becomes a little bit more easier to stomach. You put him in there or you drop down to Zay Jones. Uh, and then you always have our guy, Chris Moore. But, you know, Chris Moore is in a lot of our lineups here. I, I do like this build. You get the chase. You get chase in there with Mike Evans. Um, you're avoiding both running backs two decent run defenses, bit of a split on both backfields as well. Uh, just looking at the snaps, uh, Pete Ryan played 29 to Mixon's 39. He ran more routes than him and he still had four carries and he had more targets. And he scored, so he scored the fully scored, going away. He now, and he scored the touchdown too. I'm not going to play Pete Ryan though. No, no, no. I'm just saying like, maybe not play Mixon. Yeah, but maybe that's because uh, it was first week back from an injury. Who knows? Sure. <clears throat> Is there any yeah. other side that you want to go to here? Like that we haven't built out? Like, do we really need to build out a Mahomes one? Because I just don't see myself playing Mahomes. No, I'm not going to play Mahomes. Uh, like Vegas? Not really, man. Like, I, I would say if there's another game to look at, it would be that one because... Inside? The only two guys that really... Yeah, inside, defense is trash. Got weapons. I mean, Devontae Adams has been a beast, and so has uh, Josh Jacobs. It's a bit of a tougher spot, I think, for Jacobs, which maybe the ownership will come off of him just a little bit because I think people in that range will – you agree? People will probably play Derrick Henry. Like, if you have the money for a running back to spend up on, they're probably playing Derrick Henry. Yeah, or Eckler. Even though Jacobs has been the best running back in fantasy. Or Eckler, yeah. So you could go – one second. I don't know. I feel like oh. if I'm playing the Raiders, I want to play Devontae Adams. Yes. Uh, if you're playing, like, <laughs> and if you're playing Devontae Adams, this is a point that Tambo always makes. Like, Devontae Adams can't go off if Derek Carr doesn't go off. Exactly. So you, you just play exactly. those two, and then you play Harris, or if Harris is out, you play Lucky Pierre or something like that as a bringback. And maybe that could work out. I'm working on something here. Oh, boy. Lucky Pierre may be uh, in this lineup regardless. If Maybe feel like Carr and Adams are going to go off. I suppose that's true. Like if they're going off and the Patriots are playing catch up, I think Pierre might be the the look there. I, I, do you prefer Algier or Cordero Patterson, Meanie? <laughs> I prefer Cordero. Let's just let's just let's just call let, let's just call it Drake London and see what we can get to here. Yes, good call. Yeah. It's uh, the young quarterback in his first game. Come on. You want to uh, keep your starting job? Oh, oh no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Throw it to Drake London if you want to keep playing. Although Mariota's dead and getting knee surgery at this point. <laughs> yeah, he is dead. Um, yeah, dead. Okay. So Dalton as our quarterback, who has some pretty nice fantasy okay. games this year, by the way. Okay. This, this is sort of like the cop out to like the how much money we saved with the Trevor Lawrence lineup. You go Dalton, Olave, London. Those three. 
and you All have right. 50. I like it. I like have, what we're doing here. You have 5,600 per player. We'll use Broncos D. Now we have $6,200 per player. We can, like, maybe if we use that Williams Oconquo again, that will save us and see what we get to with that. Oconquo 3,100. Okay. We have $7,200 per player for two running backs and a flex. Not bad. I'm just plugging in all the pieces here too. So in this lineup, uh, we can use so- ja- we can use Jacobs because we've already used a Charger and a Titan. So we can use Jacobs if we want to. We're back down to sixty seven hundred dollars. That can get us Pollard if we want to throw him in as well. And then we have seventy or sixty three hundred dollars for a flex. Okay, I'm going to take out Pollard. And I'm going to use Miles Sanders. And as a yeah, flex, we have six more money. We have 6,900. Connors, Kamara. Oh, no, we, we're doing this stack. You can have, like, Godwin. Shit. Can we get... How do we finagle? Is there anyone the low sixes you like? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, Pacheco, I guess. Pacheco's okay at 59. I mean, we talked Evans, but I don't love him. I just feel like it's if you're game stacking with... You know, with Chase and him, it kind of makes sense. Judy, I'm not chasing last week with the quarterback change. ETN, I don't love. Garrett Wilson with the new quarterback. I mean, I'm sure ownership's going to kind of decrease with Garrett Wilson because Zach. I think that's okay, actually. I still think Garrett is okay. <laughs> Zach, man, he's he's awful. He is so bad. <laughs> but I still think at, at, six, at 6K against the Lions... I, I'm staying away. Probably from, one of my favorite guys yeah. in this range. Now, staying away. I'm staying away yeah. from all Jets pass catchers. So we can go Dalton, Olave, London, Pollard, and Sanders as our running back. Mike Williams and Oconquo, wide receiver and tight end. Broncos D with Kelsey as our flex. Okay, so you got off of uh, Jacobs, yeah, and then Kelsey. This this I like much more. Yeah, this makes a lot more sense, Pat. So Dalton with Olave, London coming back, Pollard and Sanders. And then Mike Williams and Conco in there. I like this build a lot more than what we were doing with uh, just dropping down from Jacobs to Pollard. And I actually don't see a big difference in the, either of these two guys this week in terms of projections. So just, you know, New England's a really good defense um, and they can stop the run. They're going to, Bill's going to have his plan for uh, Devontae. He's going to try to slow him down. But I think the biggest thing to slow down this Raiders team is to stop the run because when Jacobs is not going, they're not going on offense. Uh, I like this build. Yeah, and you can actually swap out if you don't want to use Broncos D. You can actually get up to Patriots D. Oh, nice! Just another hundred dollars in there at two eight. Yeah. yeah, so you could mess around with the two. I, I see. I like here, this. Here's the problem: it has Andy Dalton in it. That that's <laughs> not problem. good. That's not good. <laughs> no, um, the matchup isn't awful. It's one of the better ones that he could have coming off the bye. Uh, let's see. What has he done so far this season? He, he has some like 30-point uh, games. He's got two of them. Uh, one. One 22-point game where he had three touchdowns against the Rams. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Arizona game where uh, he actually so... threw six touchdowns in that game. He had four to his own team and two to the other team. <laughs> and then two pick sixes. Yeah. Just, that was a primetime game, right? Of course it was, Andy Dalton. So, I mean, listen. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's not fun to play Dalton uh, in no. this circumstance, but... I think the best one, like the easiest way to build, I think, is through Trevor Lawrence. Again, he's too cheap. Yeah, he's too cheap. He's been playing really good. His best football of the year. Um, they're not going to have a lot. I don't think they're going to be able to do a whole lot on the ground. 
I don't think they're going to be able to run. And he's been throwing. He's been running, too. And he had a rushing touchdown last week and four total touchdowns, right? So I don't think we're expecting four total touchdowns. But the quarterback position, Fields is expensive. Hurts and Mahomes are obviously very expensive. Herbert's going to be the chalkiest quarterback, I think, on the entire slate. And then you're dropping down significantly. You're saving yourself $2,200 from Jalen Hurts to uh, Trevor Lawrence. That is that's big time. That's pretty significant. Uh, and then you roll out a couple of his pass catchers. Not named Christian Kirk, I don't think. Yeah, I and mean, well, this will probably be, end up being the week that Kirk goes off because of that. But I do think the Fields Comet Sanders is a pretty decent starting point as well because it's just not Fields is expensive, but Comet's not. That's the only guy you're putting with it. And Sanders is the most affordable of the good Eagles. Exactly. And again, if they don't pop off, if Jalen Hurts doesn't throw for two or three touchdowns and it's just a big Miles Sanders day, then you're ahead of everybody who rolled out that entire Philly stack. Like, like Sanders is going to be the lowest zone out of all those guys, even with Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, up at the top. People are going to get to him. People are going to are going to spend on him. And they're going to back and forth with the two wide receivers. But Miles Sanders has been really good, man. He's been great this season. Almost every one of his games, I mean, it's like five plus yards per carry 8.5 last week, 6.8 against the Packers. And those were two smash spots. And, and these are, this is another one against Chicago. So I, I do like having miles Sanders in my lineups, especially if you're not going to play any of those other Eagles, I think just chucking him in as a flex or just a standalone as the only Eagle you have in that game. I think it makes a lot of sense. All right. That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Week 15, DraftKings picks. Getting that draw, $1,000 being given away when Tambo's back in studio next week. Hopefully, he's $2.5 million richer. That would be nice. And yeah. realistically, meaning because Tambo is Canadian, like ourselves, and we do not get taxed on winnings like this, and our dollar is worth less, Tambo could be walking back with $3.4 million of tax-free Ooh. money. Let's go that'd be awesome <laughs> rooting for you tambo um you've been killing it this year like i said off the top man love that love the giveaways love everything that you're doing here pat the mayo media network and uh, i hope that he comes back with 3.2 whatever you said three plus million let's go that'd be fantastic man what a rush and then you know i i he's he's due to get paid by me in january for fantasy golf degenerates <laughs> so you know even more he can throw another few thousand onto that to go with his 3.4 million must be nice. Who do you think one of his guys are? Like, who do you think is one guy that he's definitely playing like, that, he, I, that he likes this? I, I, I've just been texting with him to kind of take his mind off of it and let, you know, leave him Fair. to build. He's the pro here. Let leave him to build it. Uh, but I'm get. He only has the one entry. So he kind of leveraged his one entry off the other one in King of the Beach. And that's how he ended up on like yeah. Deshaun Watson. But he ended up coming sixth with Trevor Lawrence's quarterback. Like Lawrence has just been hitting the past few weeks. I wouldn't be shocked if he had one of those Trevor Lawrence builds. I would recommend that he play Fields. I think if I'm going to shoot for the most upside, I think Fields might score 40 points against the Eagles. And the, Eagles, and the Bears might lose by fucking 40 points. <laughs> I, I think he's going to run wild. Like yeah. he always runs wild. I mean, his rushing yard prop is 68 and a half. Or I like something the silly like that. Yeah, me too. Uh, the Eagles have struggled to stop the run. They haven't really faced a quarterback that can run like this. Uh, the one quarterback that comes to mind that they have faced that can run and not nearly as nice as Justin Fields is Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones has had a lot of big rushing games against the Eagles. Even uh, Trod Taylor, when he got in there last week, he was running around a bit. Well, so they the were... game does get out of hand. Yeah. 
they, they, they were, you know, run late. They, they were also down by like 40 points at that point. <laughs> Tyron, which may be the, the case. It, it, it could be the case this week as well. Like they're, they could be down significantly. And I don't think fields will come off the field. He's, he's going to play and he can rack up some, yeah, he's going to give them some fits. He's going to run around all weekend. So tweet at toe tag and Tambo, send them your best wishes. Unless it's Cust who's watching, then you don't do that. That'd be big. You tweet at everyone else who's playing and tell them that they're probably going to win. Do it to everyone besides Tambo. Maybe he'll cut you in on that deal. Uh, but if you follow at toe tag and Tambo on Twitter, you'll also get two ballots into the draw for the remaining $1,000 that is out there in the Mayo Media Network Christmas bonus giveaway. So go do that. You can find all of the other ways to do so in the description of this video or podcast. The Listeners League links are both both down there for Saturday and Sunday. I think Saturday is, by the time this comes out, Saturday is going to be full. Sunday still has around 400 spots remaining, so go grab your spot in that. Follow Meany at Chris Meany and go check out FTNDaily.com. If you enjoy yourself some daily fantasy, you want the projections, simulations, which are all completely customizable, highly suggest runthesims.com slash mayo. And shout out to our guy, Jonathan Gordon, who became the first sub to win the Millionaire Maker last week. That's Awesome. Life-changing stuff. So hopefully you can do it as well. All right. Maybe I'll try to do it this week. That'd be great. I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time.